Welcome in. I'm D.C. Hendricks, and this is the Midwest Swing Podcast covering the Midwest League, established back in 1947. A pleasure to be with you all, all baseball lovers and baseball enthusiasts and fans out there. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably love baseball or you love your local Midwest League team. Now, I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, full disclosure, and grew up born and raised in Fort Wayne, watching the Fort Wayne Wizards, and now the Fort Wayne 10 Caps. Grew up watching them and following them. I worked for a sports station, ESPN, and now... Fox Sports Station in Fort Wayne for about seven years and then moved to South Bend. And now I'm running a urban AC station here in South Bend, but still got a Midwest League team here in South Bend to enjoy as well. The South Bend Cubs. And of course, they just came off a 2022 Midwest League championship. So as we're getting geared up for this season and this podcast, just want to thank everyone for tuning in and making time for us. But also get ready. It's going to be a ride because I love the Midwest League. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do, too. So we're starting things off pretty much previewing the season. I know things are underway, but we're going to be joined by all the teams. We're previewing the season since there's a long season ahead, a lot to get covered and a lot to preview. So we're going to start a series first off previewing the season with each and every team. So every episode will be a new team previewing to start off until we wrap up the teams, obviously. And then we move forward covering all the players. Uh, we'll be joined by coaches, managers, team presidents, general managers, everything. Play-by-play broadcasters. There's going to be a lot of different people that cover the Midwest League and love it that will be joining this podcast. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride. First up, we got a big preview. Of course, we got to start with the 2022 Midwest League champions, right? The South Bend Cubs will be joined by the manager, Lance Rimel. We'll figure out what a... Midwest League champion manager does in the offseason and what he's looking forward to this season with the 2023 South Bend Cubs. Still a lot of talent on this team and they could be a contender for this year's championship as well. I attended the media day luncheon here in South Bend, so I'm going to be able to be joined by Max Storma, the play-by-play broadcaster. He does the home games for the South Bend Cubs. He'll be joining me first for a few minutes just to kind of look ahead to the season. Then we'll wrap things up with Andrew Berlin, who was the chairman and owner of the South Bend Cubs and owns a little bit of stake with the Chicago Cubs as well. So we'll talk a little rings with Andrew Berlin later on. But this is a preview. We're starting things off previewing the South Bend Cubs. This is D.C. Hendricks here on the Midwest Swing Podcast covering the Midwest League debut episode. And, of course, today we are previewing the reigning 2022 Midwest League champion South Bend Cubs kicking off our podcast season. And we are looking forward to it. The season is already underway. Um, But it's very early on and we got a lot to talk about and we are lucky enough to be joined by the manager and coming back once again, blessing us here in South Bend with the South Bend Cubs manager, Lance Rimel, joining us right now on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. DC, thanks for having me on. Pleasure to be be the first on your podcast. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. I'm looking forward to covering the team. Um, I moved. So full disclosure, I moved here from Fort Wayne two years ago. And okay. Before I moved here, I worked for an ESPN radio station for seven years. Um, So I moved here taking over a music station. So I've been missing my sports a lot, and I found a perfect way to get back into sports. There's no Midwest League podcast out there. And I'm like, look, I got to cover our Midwest League. I miss it. I miss seeing the 10 caps, and I, I got to see the Cubs when I moved here. So I was like, it's perfect. It's a perfect opportunity. Yeah, you're not the only fan of the Midwest League. I mean, you have a lot of obviously in these in these cities a lot of people that care about these teams in each city and a lot of people that fall follow the league so you're not you're not alone on that yeah absolutely and i'm hoping to reach out to all of them and try to promote this great league that was established long before i was even thought of back in 19 
47. So I want to start yeah. off. I don't even want to talk about this season yet. I want to, I want to kind of just reflect and have a little fun with you. So I, my first question is what does a ma- uh, championship manager do in the off season? Do anything fun? I coach my son's basketball team. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. How'd that go? So my, yeah. Uh, we, I developed, uh, <laughs> developed on the field in baseball, and then I developed my son's basketball team on the hardwood during the off season. If you would compare yourself to an NBA coach, who would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a really good one. Uh, probably Phil Jackson. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's yeah. I mean, that's some good company right there. It's one of the greatest coaches of all time. So um I, I assume you you probably won a championship in that league too, right? Uh no, we got sent home early in the playoffs. Uh, it's about it's about development, about growth. Uh we'll be better next year. I love it. With I Andrew love it. So Berlin, as a father who myself, the chairman my son always asked me because I played Bend Cubs and back when I was a little bit of state, and I played in high school Chicago Cubs college, as well. My son so always talk a little rings with Andrew Berlin team. later on. But this is and a preview as, as much off, as I want to. Previewing something the South Bend that Cubs. tells me, nah, just let the coaches do it. Just let them handle it. So from father to father, how was it coaching your son's team? Um, like I said, we had practices on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh-huh. games every Saturday. It was good um, because obviously um, he stays in Oklahoma for most of the season. He does get to come up to South Bend, but just to spend that quality time with him the off season, something Absolutely. that I'm very grateful for. And uh, that's something I don't take for granted. Oh man, hundred percent. You just became one of my favorite managers already bonded. I love it. I love it. So a busy, busy off season that you got to kick back, re- relax a little bit and coach your son's basketball team, nothing better than that. Yeah. But I will say, I mean, last year, I mean, a championship team, kind of re- as you're able to reflect, and I'm sure you've done a lot of, and you're a guy that seems to me a guy that really takes everything day to day and doesn't let uh, anything affect them too much from the day before. But just kind of reflect on the championship season last year. Yeah, I think you get a, like in spring training, a lot of us got to reminisce together one last time when we got the ring ceremony, when we did this ring ceremony in spring training. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really special group, honestly, with those players. Um, we won the second half. We we got better as the year went on. And then the biggest mm-hmm. thing that I that I t- take pride in is our players just never quit. Um, we had a lot of comeback, uh, comeback wins. Mm-hmm. A lot of extra inning wins. No matter what, no matter what the run total was, we were always trying to get back in and, and win the game. And I take pride in that um, as a manager. What were some of your favorite moments? You know, as I mentioned, you're a guy that um, you know doesn't you know get too high or too low. But you had to have some other right. than winning the championship. You had to have some moments where, like, man, this is really fun. Yeah, I think uh, a couple stick out. Um, I think when we clinched the playoffs against uh, the athletics at Lansing at home mm-hmm. to do that in front of the fans and let those players, you know, get that standing ovation and have a nice little celebration is fun. Um, also just, uh, we swept uh, Peoria in a six game series something mm-hmm. that never happens. So uh, winning that whole week and then going into the all-star break, um, that was, that was a great time too. Um, but you can't, um, you can't beat what we did against Lake County or in the playoffs in Cedar Rapids, you know, winning two game threes on the road and hostile environments to, to one Cedar Rapids to move the championship series and then forcing a game three in Lane County to, to win the championship and how we destroyed that clubhouse with uh, champagne and cigar smoke. I'll never forget. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so for some of the listeners, I kind of want to take a peek behind the curtain a little bit because obviously you know, your journey did not begin as the championship manager. 
for the South Bend Cubs. Correct. So if anybody's listening, kind of recap, you know, how you even got to this point, because I remember watching you play. Um, but for the listeners that haven't and aren't familiar, what led you to become the manager of the South Bend Cubs? Yeah, so I'll, I'll take it back college, right? Um, mm-hmm. Roger State University, um, very lucky to have gone there. Only position player ever drafted out of there so far. It's 2012 wow. by the Chicago Cubs. So um, the Cubs drafted me in 2012. Mm-hmm. I played 12, 13, 14 for the Cubs. Had a quick spring training with the Rockies. That didn't work out. But, you know, I was lucky once I got released by the Rockies that Tim Cousins, who's now the bullpen coach with the Baltimore Orioles, and Alex Suarez, who runs most mostly like our uh, – He's, he's in the front office. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave me a call to be the rehab coach, right? Because mm-hmm. once, as a player, you know, when you play baseball, like, oh, I'm going to make it to the big leagues. Like, that's that's who you are. Like, that's your career. And then mm-hmm. once your dreams kind of get crushed, you know, um, you don't know which way to go. But I'm very happy they had a job kind of waiting for me after my playing career. And uh, so in 2016 was my first job mm-hmm. being a rehab coach. And Frankly, that's when the Cubs won the World Series, so I got a nice little nice. World Series ring out of that. So nice. can't beat that. And then um, 2017, the Dominican Summer League uh, manager job opened up, and they asked if I'd go down there and manage in the Dominican. Um, so I said yes. I, I knew I wanted to manage something I always wanted to do. Mm. I don't care where. I just wanted to get my feet wet, and I did that for two years. Wow. And um, a lot of a lot of help from the guys in the organization. Like my staff down there was all bilingual. Um, mm. Dave Keller, the Latin American coordinator, helped me grow a ton as a manager down there. Um, actually, I had D'Angelo Jimenez my second year, who's now my bitch coach now. So me and D'Angelo mm. Jimenez go way back. I can't thank that dude enough for how much uh, he has helped me grow as a manager just and, and just as a person. Mm. And then in 2019, went to Northwest League, got out to affiliate ball, even though it was short season. Uh, the Northwest League is beautiful during that, during that summertime. Uh, mm. And I also played in that league, so a lot of – a lot of reminiscing uh, that year. And then 2020 COVID, right? Like it's horrible. Yeah. Um, no minor leagues. But, I, you know, I was really blessed because Franklin Font, a longtime bullpen catcher for the Chicago Cubs, um, had COVID right when summer camp started. Mm. And they needed a bullpen catcher. And I, I, I said, yes, I'll do it. So um, mm. I got to be on Rossi's staff in 2020 as a bullpen catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Chad Noble, and we won the NL. We won the NL East that year, even though we got <laughs> we got double dipped by the Marlins at home that year. But just mm-hmm. to be in the big leagues, you know, see how these guys work. Uh, listen to Ross. Listen to Andy Green, Tommy Hadovy, Christian, like all those guys. Um, I think it definitely helped my growth as just an overall person and a manager. Um, and then 21, I did the ACL. Mm-hmm. Had a great, great class, great, not quite great team that year. And then I did the fall league in 21 and uh, we won the Arizona fall league, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it was good because the fall league, I got to be around older players too. These are double A, triple A players. Yep. And now most of those guys are in the big leagues. Um, so it's fun to watch these guys do their thing. And then 22, I was in the Midwest league for the first time. And uh, obviously, you know, we won championships. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not, I never, there's definitely, it's been a lot of grind. Um, a lot of ups and downs, but like you said, I try to take things day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, as a manager, you can't get too high, can't get too low, because guess what? You got another game tomorrow. That's right. I got to say, I got to say it. Anybody can do it once. You got to do it again and again. Wow. Because um, baseball is a game where you got to you got to go out there and play hard every single day, and that's what I try to preach to my players. Absolutely. I mean, I will say though, admittedly, from the outside looking in, you really undersold yourself. I mean. <laughs> 
you said first, yeah, and uh, and then twenty twenty two, I took over uh, a team for the first time in the Midwest League and won a championship. Not nothing too big or anything. I only won yeah, a championship. Yeah, nothing too big, but yeah, you know, as a <laughs> as, as an organization, it's so like I tell my players this all the time. Like, it's winning is so hard. Like, don't ever take like winning for granted. And then just to win, yeah, um, all the behind the scene works in an organization from the front office to. You know, we got a lot of these Myrtle Beach guys that came up and fit right in. So, like, the, the Myrtle Beach uh, development that was going on down there with Buddy Bailey, and mm-hmm. that's where my pitching coach came from, uh, Clayton Mortensen. So, those guys that come in and not miss a beat, it really is an organizational win when a, when, doesn't, when a level wins a championship. And um, mm-hmm. a lot of help, you know, and the, the biggest thing is having really good players, and that's what we have here. Absolutely. Yeah, in moments we're going to be joined by Andrew Berlin, and we're going to be reflecting – on the big season that you guys had last year and kind of look ahead to this year as well. But before we get to that, I got one more because you kind of took my mind to another place when you were talking about your journey. And man, I am, so I'm a big baseball guy and just got chills for you even telling me you got the coach in the Dominican Republic. I already know how baseball is down there. I mean, and I I watched the WBC. I mean, that had to be great coaching down there. Just kind of briefly. I know you talked a little bit about it, but Man, that, that journey down in Dominican Republic had to be another monster. Yeah, just because it's all these the young Latins when we first find them, you know, they go down there, whether you're from Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Mexico, Dominican, yeah. um, Panama, Colombia, like your first year is usually in Dominican. So just to get those guys so young and so raw, they just really, all of them want to make it to the big leagues. All of them want to get off the Dominic, get out of Dominican and get to the States and play, and get to the show. So like, the passion down there is really, really fun to be around. But the raw talent, like the raw talent, you gotta, because they've been, they've been, they've been going to these showcase camps to throw as hard as you can, mm-hmm. hit the ball as hard as you can, run as fast as you can. So you just kind of gotta. Um, they they basically need to play a lot of games to get um, to learn the learn the game a little bit better. But um, like I said, I did two years down there. I lived in Boca Chica, fifteen minute wow. drive from our, a uh, fifteen minute drive from our facility. Our facility in Dominican Republic is one of the best, um, hands down. Our organization does a really nice job down there of getting our Dominican, our Latin American players better and getting them to the States. So my first shortstop in 2017 was this kid named Christopher Morell. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Uh, he's now, uh, he made his big league debut last year. Let's go. With the Cubs. So um, Christopher Morell was my first shortstop. My second shortstop in 2018 was Fabian Pertus. Okay. Who I had last year, and he uh, and I had this year too. And without Fabian Pertus last year, I don't know if we get as far as we do because he played a a huge role in us winning a lot of ball games last year, and and he probably will this year too. It's got to feel good when you see the players, you know, making that step to the big leagues, and you'll you'll I'm sure you'll be seeing a lot of that too, coaching these guys here in South Bend. I mean, you got um, you mentioned the Dominican Republic. You have one on the team that is just the talk of the town right now. He's the real deal, man. I don't think um, Chicago's going to be really happy when, when he gets up there. You know, I was really blessed to have PCA last year and just a great competitor that he is. Um, but then I get Alcantara in center field this year. So I'm really blessed to have two really great center fielders who will probably be in Chicago in the next couple of years. Yeah, and obviously, so let's look ahead to this season a little bit. So you start the season off. I mean, you're picking up where you left off. I ain't trying to jinx nothing because I know I imagine throughout the yeah. season we'll talk a lot. But I gotta say, hey, look, you you start you got a nice hot start to the season, a big sweep to start the season. I know that's gotta feel good to start. Oh yeah, absolutely. To go to Quad Cities, um, 
on the road to win three in a row because they kicked our butts all last year. That was yeah. the one team that had our number. To, but so um, I joke around if we had to play Quad Cities last year, we would we, we would have we lost. But um, <laughs> to go to go to Quad Cities and and take uh, and sweep them like that, it's a great start to the season. Um, zero complaints from me at all. Yeah. So in those few few first games in the first series, who were some guys that kind of came out and hit the ground running for you guys and got the hot start going? Well, we really played – our pitching was really awesome and our defense was really good. Um, a lot of those – our first our first game we went into extra innings. And mm-hmm. uh, McG- uh, McGeary, who is our – Hayden McGeary, who plays first base for us, you know, Division II uh, Colorado Mesa draft pick from last year, mm-hmm. um, has swung the bat probably the best this weekend. And then Pertus got a big shocker, a big knock that scored two to make it 5-2 to, to, to win that 10th in the opener, but uh, Richard Gallardo started that game and went five innings. Mm-hmm. So to go five innings on opening days, like that was his max anyways. He wasn't going to go more than five, but him to go five scoreless like that really set the tone for us. Um, but like I said, pitching, because uh, the next day you had Luke Little, um, we took a no-no into the seven and a, seven and a third. We were four outs away from the no-hitter on the second game. Um, and then we really did a nice job, two to one on Sunday of pitching, and our bullpen did a good job with uh, Lassie, Depperman, and Reed to close things out. So pitching and defense, uh, as you, as it usually goes early in the season, uh, was awesome for us, and uh, we got some timely hitting when we needed it. Yeah, luckily, so I'm a MLB TV subscriber, so luckily this year get to watch some of the games on TV. Um, with that subscription, includes minor league games, so I got to check out the game, uh, the the rubber game of the series against Quad City. So I got to see a little bit of the pitching. Marquee follows us too, uh, so because they run all the Chicago Cubs game, and Marquee follows us. So obviously, you have Marquee and you have MILB. It's just good that these guys get so much exposure now. Like they don't feel like they're it's just huge. kind of left off, uh, and no one really thinks about them or cares about them. But I mean. They people are a lot. There's a lot of people at these games, and a lot of people are asking for these guys' autographs because they get to watch these guys play now, and they have fans and people just come to see them. So it's it's great for these guys. Again, a great start to the season. So as we look ahead, so how do you follow up a championship season? What's your mindset? I know you take things a day at a time, but I, I just kind of want to dig in a little bit to the mindset that you got going into the season, especially after the sweep. Right, and it's obviously a championship. Is awesome and it's great, but mm-hmm. um, you go in every season kind of the same. Like, how can I help these players get better? Mm-hmm. How can I help them get to Double A Tennessee? How can I help them while they're here in South Bend? So when they get to Chicago, you know they're ready to help the Chicago Cubs win another World Series. Um, that's my process to it. That's how our staff thinks. Mm-hmm. We are all here for the players. Um, whatever we can do, we let them know on day one, right when you get to South Bend. Whatever we need. Um, that, Whatever we need to do to help you guys, we will. And Berlin built a great performance center because, as you know, it rains in the Midwest. It mm-hmm. snows in the Midwest. Yep. So uh, when the weather's not great outside, we're able to go inside and still get our work in. So uh, every year I talk to my staff. We're all on the same page, and we really just want to help these guys uh, become big leaguers and uh, change their lives. Yeah, and look forward to, to seeing you right here at Four Winds Field in South Bend. You got the home series. Uh, against the Beloit Sky Carp. You know anything about this? Are you yeah. ready for them? Uh, I, I know Beloit got a new field last year. When it is, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I just got their starting rotation. I had one of their starters in the fall league, so I know a little bit about them. Okay. Uh, I know they got a new manager here. Um, but we have Mr. Um, oh, we have Mr. Connor Nolan taking the bump for us tomorrow, University of Arkansas product. 
Okay. And uh, Casey Opitz will be catching on University of Arkansas. So we got some uh, we got some uh, Woopig Suey going as a battery tomorrow on uh, on our home opener for us. Absolutely, looking forward to the 2023 season, the Midwest League, South Bend Cubs. Really appreciate you for coming on and previewing the season. I'm sure there'll be a lot of times where I'll reach out and hit you up to come on. Great stuff as always. Um, love the interview and looking forward to the season this year. Lance Rymo joining us on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, DC. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime you need something, just let me know. Gun set and delivers. The one-one pitch is launched deep out towards right field. Goodbye. DC Hendricks here at South Bend, Four Winds Field, and I'm talking to the one and only Max Thurman with the South Bend Cubs. What's going on, man? Uh, you know, things are great. We're looking out at the lovely Four Winds Field right now. Grass is looking pretty green for early looks April. good, don't the it? video board looks great. You know, it's overcast day, but we're going to have some sunshine next week for opening night on Tuesday. That's what I like to hear, man. So coming off a of championship season, I know you were very, very busy last year. So how are you feeling this year coming into the new season? Uh, we're feeling great. You know, we all got the championship rings in Arizona a few weeks ago. The players got, coaches got, you know, BK and I get them as well. Uh, so coming in with some new bling to 2023, which we're That's thrilled right. about and, you know, trying That's to right. defend that crown. And uh, we'll see what the team looks like here uh, opening weekend and throughout the season. Should get only better like last year as the season goes on. Yeah, so the rosters were just released today, and I don't want to dig a little, like, too deep into it because I know we're all still learning the players. It's a new season, but who are some players that you're going to keep an eye on to start off? Well, Cubs number two prospect will be out in the outfield, Kevin Alcantara, who's just huge, an athletic freak, really can glide around, has so much speed. They call him the Jaguar in the outfield. He's like 6'6". This guy makes okay. me look like I'm even shorter than I actually am. Uh, <laughs> so he's going to be a guy to watch all year. So young, he's 20 years old. Can hit the ball out to you know any place in the park. His swing is just so smooth to watch. And then you know watching it. Let's talk about some rotation guys early mm-hmm. in the year because Cole Franklin's coming back for a, a year. He was healthy all last year. Mm-hmm. That was a great step up from him. Hadn't pitched a whole lot in his minor league career. Now he's got to go out there and show that he's got the stuff to move up to Double A. Uh, and he might only be here for a little bit. We'll see. And then uh, I'm excited to see fifth round pick uh, Brandon Birdsell on the mound. He'll get a start next week. He'll be in the starting rotation. Big 12 pitcher of the year from last year, fifth round pick. That'll certainly be a guy we talk a lot about this year. And then we always got we got Kevin Mate, the kid, mm-hmm. 20 years old and short. You know, another top prospect. He's got one of the best arms on the infield. He'll find on any minor league baseball field. The bat's starting to come around. He's going to be another guy to watch. Yeah, it's a whole new new season. 2023 as we go into a new year, and I know you and BK work really hard all year long. So just just tell me your mindset going into a new season once again with the South Bend Cubs. You know those those first couple series, you're just trying to get your your feet under yourself. You know, it's like you know players in spring training. You know, these early games are they're not practice games. Obviously, they count, but um, you know, for us, we're just trying to you know get back to midseason form as early as we can on That's the right. announcing side. That's right. Uh, and you get to know the players. Uh, luckily, we have a ton of returners from last year's championship team. You know, we got our closer who closed out the game in the uh, championship game three, the final one. Sheldon Reed's back. 
So we know a lot of these guys really well. We know their backgrounds. We know their stories. We know their personalities, which is great to start off a year having already known so many of these guys from years past. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun at the booth for BK and me. This is our second full year together uh, as a duo. Last year was tremendous. We obviously capped it off with a ring. So we're, we're thrilled to come back and have some more fun and you know kind of be that conduit between the fans and the players and you know let the the fans know all about these guys and their stories and pick up on their favorite guys and who they want to root for. We're glad to be a part of that. I work on the broadcasting side too, so I know the players got to get off some rust, and we do too. Yeah. I'm looking forward to another season with you, man, here at Four Winds Field. Sounds good. Let's do it. DC Hendricks here with the Midwest Swing Baseball Podcast, of course, covering the Midwest League. Looking forward to the 2023 season. Just got done talking to my boy Max, previewing the season. Looking forward to seeing a couple of new players. And this is a championship team. Of course, everybody knows the 2022 Midwest League champion. I am joined by the one and only Mr. Andrew Berlin, making time for us. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Good afternoon. It's good to be here. So I came here, so I'm just introducing myself to you. So before I moved to South Bend last year, I worked for ESPN Radio 1380 and Fort Wayne. So I've covered baseball for at least 15 years. So sure. it's a pleasure to finally be covering the Midwest League, which I grew up watching the 10 caps in yeah, Fort sure. Wayne. Um, but looking forward to the Cubs season, obviously coming off a championship season. From your perspective, you know, what is your mindset going into a season after winning the championship? Well, first and foremost, my job is to make sure when these players get here, mm-hmm. they not only enjoy playing here, but we provide for anything and everything they need for their development. Because the whole idea is to get every single one of these players on a major league roster at some point. That's our goal. Of course, not everyone makes it. But they'll know that when they're at South Bend, when they're in our care, we're going to provide them a terrific field, that award-winning grass. I mean, we've got a field out there that's won awards. It's beautiful. It's a ballpark that has won awards. You know, best ballpark in, in, in the minor leagues in, in 2015 and Baseball Digest, best ballpark 2017. I mean, we've won lots of awards. My point is, is that whether it's in the in the clubhouse, in the locker rooms, in the in the dugout, the food that we feed them, our dedication is making sure that their skills improve over time and they're the best they can possibly be. And what I love about the Cubs organization, the Chicago Cubs, is that they have sent us extraordinary talent over the last three years. Now, obviously, 2019 was amazing. We won the championship that year. Yep. And then COVID hit. Yep. So there was no baseball really in 2020. 21 was, I mean, we had a little bit of baseball in 2020, but didn't really, wasn't that much. Right. And then 2021, the beginning of the season was still a little choppy. Mm-hmm. But we come back strong in 2022 with an amazing talent. The Cubs sent us some really great guys, and they won the championship. So... It was really our pleasure to watch him play, but it was also a pleasure to watch them develop. Absolutely, yeah. I love, I mean, one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. I, I interviewed Brendan Davis last year, and he, he talked yeah. about his time here in South Bend, and it's something that he's going to cherish forever. Yeah. So what's your, the work you're doing here, players remember it, whether they stay here or not and go on to play AAA or professional. They they have memories playing here. No, so that's great to hear. Thank that's, you. That's absolutely, you know, it's a big testament to you running the team. And so I, I wanted to have a little fun with you because, you know, I can't help but notice the new blingage. So, so you got the Cubs ring on from 2016. And now you got an extra one. It's got to feel good. Feels great. I actually could have put a third ring in. I had the, <laughs> I left the 2019 ring at home. That's right. Um, I only pull these out for special events. That's right. It's really impossible to wear these rings <laughs> anywhere. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it's a reminder that uh, you know we gave a ring to all of our employees here, all awesome. all the teammates that are off the field, because none of it happens without them. 
and you and I were talking before, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to my relationship with the people that work here, mm-hmm. um, is that you get what you give. That's right. You give them respect first, you give them the training, you give them the, the right kind of pay, uh, but when we win, they get the rings just like the guys on the field, and everyone, it brings everybody together. That's, I love that, too. When you said the employees got a ring, that is just, I mean, right there, this is just a testament, again, to what you're doing here and what you're building Thank here. you. Thank um, you. And speaking of what you're building here, so obviously, you know, coming off the season, uh, I know there's going to be a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. You know, after you win, you know, it's there, there's come some change, you know, it, right. it's good change. Right. Um, but just kind of talk about what's going to happen here at Four Winds Field in South Bend. Yeah, so we've already begin, began the uh, development of a big renovation of this ballpark. So we've worked with Populous, which is a, a world-renowned uh, architectural firm for that, that builds stadiums. They do it for MLB, NFL, NBA, and they'll be doing it for us uh, here in Fort Wayne. Uh, excuse me. Uh, South Bend. South Bend. <laughs> you mentioned Fort Wayne. Uh, thank you. I should get a thank you card from the Tin Caps right now. Uh, but they're going to do it here in South Bend. And uh, they have uh, produced some amazing renderings. Uh, we're going to start the engineering drawings. Uh, and we're going to break ground on the new renovation at the end of the 24 season okay. and be ready, hopefully, by the first day of uh, opening day of the 2025 season. And you got a brand new scoreboard up, too, that I, yeah. I, I can't help but look at. It's daytime right now, but I can't imagine what that's going to look like in the summertime, a beautiful night game, maybe a thirsty Thursday even. Yeah. I mean, I'm just picturing and manifesting it right now. Beautiful new scoreboard. It is. It's actually the, it's the largest scoreboard in the Midwest League. Okay. Uh, not that that means anything one way or the other, but it is uh, the best newest technology so it's crisp high definition scoreboard we'll be able to do a lot of fun things with it during the game yeah so just one more thing looking ahead yeah. to the 2023 season i mean you know you talked about you know some things that you're going to be trying to accomplish but just i mean just looking ahead and forecasting you know some other things that you want to accomplish this year you know running this team well what we want to do is we want to just continue to improve the stadium um you know whether or not you know we move up in affiliations no one knows for sure all i can yeah. say is that we want to be the best affiliate that the Cubs have ever had and continue to do that and continue to redefine what the best is. Uh, and what that means for us is just making sure that the players have the facilities because at the end of the day, yes, we are providing entertainment and an opportunity to bring the community together, but we also, we're here to produce world champions. We, right. the, the Cubs want right. a World Series, yep. and they want another World Series, and they want one after that and one after that. And so it's our job to be part of that team it helps develop, uh, and train, and provide the skills that these young men need to win championships. Andrew Berlin joining us here on the Midwest Swing Baseball Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and it's making time for us today. Pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you so much. Awesome. Want to thank everyone for making time for us and listening to our debut episode of the Midwest Swing Podcast covering the South Bend Cubs. Next up, I will be previewing the Fort Wayne Ten Caps. We will be joined by Mike Nutter. The team president of the 10 Caps will be joined by John Nolan, play-by-play broadcaster, and will be joined by the manager, Jonathan Matthews. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are available and make us one of your favorites as we get ready and get geared up. It's baseball season. It's here, and it's time for the Midwest League, and this has been the Midwest Swing Podcast. Until next time.